Well, as electioneering for the upcoming elections intensify, the leader of Build Once South Africa has set a bold goal of creating 2 million new jobs within the next five years. Now, in an interview with City Press before his manifesto launched this weekend in Joburg, he outlined, uh, rather, rather the outline was put exactly, exactly how these 2 million jobs will be created. And of course, stating plans for a workable South Africa, emphasizing the need for a pragmatic approach to tackling the country's challenges. Well, we are online with BOSA's leader, Musi Mayamani. Good morning, Musi. Good morning and uh, good morning to fellow South Africans. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us, Musi. Musi, what is at the heart of the party's job creation? I mean, we're in a country where unemployment is extremely high, one of the highest you know, rates in the world yeah. when it comes to youth unemployment in particular, most unequal by way of uh, you know, income you know, disparity. W- what's the plan for these two million jobs in five years? No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and the number, often people get surprised why 2 million in a country where so many are unemployed. But what we've worked out is the fact that in many communities, there are are 40% of households in this country where there's no income going in there. And the only income is remittances or some form of grants. And what we've worked out is that the creation of 2 million jobs by putting a job in every home will mitigate against the fact that there should be no home in this country where at least one person is not working. That's a starting point. But to do that, you've got to achieve four things. The first thing is you've got to achieve the macroeconomic conditions that allow for electricity to be up, and that's about introducing SMRs and keeping base load stable, transitioning to renewables. Secondly, it's about ensuring that your logistics, such as ports, uh, work effectively. Because in an import-export market, you can grow your international trade Thirdly, is about giving a broader digital penetration, making sure that that infrastructure is in place through ICT as economies of the future coming forward. And then lastly, changing the regulatory framework so that more and more people are finding the ease of doing business. Once you've dealt with those, we've introduced a national venture capital fund that will fund micro enterprises and communities, where, and particularly those in townships, because it's key that people work, live, and play closer to home. When you do that, you reduce the burden of people who eventually do find jobs spending 40% of their income going to to work. And then the last most crucial is uh, at least uh, skilling, which is about fixing the education thing, uh, pipeline, so that more and more young people are able to be employable, not just employed, and then keeping our communities safe because no one is going to start a business in a place where murder is quite pernicious. So when you look at those variables, we believe that ultimately we can achieve the sense upon which jobs can can be created. Musi, the two million jobs, of course, I mean, a job is a job at the end of the day, but you also want the country to invest in a particular set of jobs that reflect what is the job requirement of the 21st century, uh, the industrial revolution that we are currently in. When when you say these two million jobs, I mean, if wanted to be a bit more specific, I, I understand this will very likely come out in the manifesto I- itself, but is it reflected in those sectors that are up and coming and has got a longevity towards it. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think in the midst of uh, a fourth industrial revolution, we, we, we must be clear that 
that must be a key sector that we look at. But South Africa's assets uh, lie fundamentally in A, we look at sectors such as agriculture and understanding the fact that the growth trajectory within that in the export market is crucial. We expressed an extensive thing about manufacturing because whether you go into the fourth industrial revolution or not, making of, uh, um, for example, any any devices that go into technology is going to be crucial. But but environmental sustainability speaks to issues of why South Africa can't become the battery center of the world. So when you look at global markets, think about economies like China, India, and the U.S., the large ones, uh, their carbon emissions are much higher than most, most countries by virtue of size, and South Africa is only 2%. So the question must be put on the table. If those countries, as part of their transition uh, into carbon intensity to less, to more sustainable, why can't investment be made in South Africa? for the manufacturing of batteries. We certainly have got an opportunity here where the minerals sit in our region. And furthermore, we can ensure that we've got access of labor coming into place. So it's a whole basket of interventions that speak to, to the economy. It's not just only in the Internet of Things. It also pertains to the fact that there are other sectors that are still available for us to grow into. Busi, Bosa has also launched a fiery call for the resignation of Basic Education Minister Angie Mocheka, as you believe that this to be the only way to salvage our education system, especially as quality education will ensure, of course, the freedom of uh, many young people. Now, this is at the back of the government pronouncing uh, probably the best and indeed the best by way of percentage, at least, metric results, which they did, you know, a couple of weeks ago, granted they are other failures itself, but where, where do you cite the failures of the edu- the basic education system under the current ministry? Why are you so critical of it? Because I think the 82% pass rate is a meaningless number because here's one number we should ask ourselves. How can 8 out of 10 children by the time they hit grade, uh, by the time they, each, they hit age 10, not be able to read for meaning and then suddenly get to matric and pass. Because we we, we give them a 30% pass mark and allow them to go through the system. The second indicator of the failure is that two out of three young people cannot find jobs. Thirdly, is that by Pearl's report on international numeracy and literacy, South Africa ranks the lowest, even amongst African countries. So to me, our education system, you could make that number 90% if you just made the pass mark 20%. So you can keep going by improving how many kids eventually get to matric and how many of them pass, but you can make the standards of passing so low that it just it becomes a mean a progressively meaningless number. So what we've got to think about is that when I start with Minister Njumutsek, it's about stabilizing the leadership of education. I've maintained that should uh, Bosa be in government, I would appoint a minister of education who is independent of the political system so that it's not a tool used for politics uh, and secondly someone who is competent in the in the nature of education so that they can lead it otherwise we are going to have a skilling deficit progressively countries that have moved up the gdp curve in the same time as south africa south africa's democracy countries like japan south korea have done so on the back of educating their young people so that they can compete even the number you cite of 82 percent have just passed Actually, when you interrogate it further, just under 60% of those young people could will not be able to get into university. They've got a standard matric pass rate, which means that either 
they can't go to university. I'm not, the economy is not growing under this NC government, so they're not going to find jobs. So truth is, you've just now declared that into the economy, a whole hundreds of thousands of young people are going to be now finding themselves at home. Uh, Musi, another issue, of course, plagued by South Africans and which many political parties, including the ruling party, will very likely address as part of their canvassing ahead of the uh, you know, 2024 elections, which very likely for all parties has begun now with the launch of a manifesto or as in your case, you know, shortly uh, crime in the country itself. What, what's Bosa's plan to bring crime under control? The levels, obviously, for many decades now have been have been unacceptable for many South Africans. I, I doubt there's a single South African that can claim and say that they're not a victim of violent crime in some ways. Home invasions, hijackings, etc. What's, what's Bosa's plan? Yeah, priority is murder. And I spoke yesterday about a, a number of key interventions that you'd put. You know, if you want to address the issue of crime, you've got to uh, bring policing closer to the ground. I mean, police intelligence sits at a national level and it hasn't served as well because it means that instead of, instead of us arresting criminals, you, 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 we are ineffective at being able to police. Police resourcing is poor. And furthermore, the training of policemen doesn't, is not effective in this country. So what our suggestion is, let's add an additional 120,000 police. That's about aggregating private security and public, uh, public policing by making it regional. Let's set up an, a national civilian year where young people, a component of that, could spend time in the police service, making sure they monitor the crime that occurs in those communities. Once you aggregate all of those things, not only do you increase the manpower, focus on regionalized funding so that specialized crime units focus on specialized areas and then intelligence identifies the criminal. We overall the criminal justice system to ensure that those people who do the crime can eventually do the time because if you if you if you're unable to arrest people who commit murder and at this current status one in five people who commit murder are arrested, which means you have an eighty percent chance of of getting away with murder. The conviction rates are sub 20%. So this becomes a crisis that our country needs to face up to and we need to improve uh, the way we look, we, we, we address crime. We can't just keep the processes that we've been going on. Crime stats are going up. Uh, so we have to revolutionize that whole system. Musi, I know you've of course been in existence as Bosa for a number of years. How's the, how has the, the impact of the party been? I mean, uh, which, which areas do you find that, uh, or in the country, do you find yourself currently well represented and uh, hoping to do well? Yeah, look, uh, we're grateful that we're about the only party on the ballot that can speak to South Africans on all walks of life. The black, white, Indian, colored, from people of different faiths find the expression in Bossa because I reject notionally this idea that that people must go to the ballot to express their race or anything of that nature because when you do that then you stop people from fighting for ideals so we found growth we've targeted uh, multiple provinces but particularly the big ones KwaZulu-Natal, Gauteng, Western Cape, Eastern Cape and Limpopo and so we're finding incredible growth in those communities and citizens are responding well to our message. 
Musib Mayamani, thank you, of course, for joining us. Uh, looking forward, of course, to talking to either yourself or representatives of the party as we head into uh, or onward towards Election Day 2024 and as the discussions do begin. And have a good uh, good week ahead of you, Musi. Much appreciated. Thank you very much.